appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. We're excited to, to, for the word of God. Brother Elijah, come preach to us today. Let's give him a hand as he comes this morning. Praise God. He's been good to me. He deserves every praise that I could ever lift up to him. He's worthy of all of it. I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to get up and preach to you today. I don't take it lightly. Thankful for my uncle and my pastor for giving me this opportunity. And I don't think I'll be very long today, um, but we're going to get somewhere. So if y'all just stay with me, let's do this thing and we'll be through it and like it's a piece of cake. But if y'all stay with me, it'll be good. On, God's going to do something. I believe it. You believe it? Turn to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It's going to be our opening scripture. I teased Josh the other day. I told him I was going to make him read for me, but I'm just going to make everybody look at how handsome he is instead. So, right back there. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11 and 1 and 2 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Lift up your hands and pray today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, for your word that's already anointed, God. Lord, I ask you right now, Jesus, Lord, to move on my heart and my mind, God. Lord, help me to speak these words, Lord, and convey this message exactly the way that you would have written it, God. Lord, touch every person under the sound of my voice, God. Lord, touch their ears and their hearts, Lord, that it be good ground and they can receive your word and grow from it and learn something today from your word, Jesus. I speak life in this place in the name of Jesus. I speak faith that it will rise up right now in the name of Jesus. Every doubt, every depression, every anxiety, anything that would contradict faith in your word, I come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your blood sweep through this place and wash out anything that was stand against your name in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let it be done lift up a praise to him right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus glory to your name you can be seated thank you for standing stay with me though don't get too comfortable let's do this okay I'm going to talk to you for just a little bit on walk by faith walk by faith you see faith is one of the most important aspects of our walk with God. In fact, it is so important that without faith, we can receive nothing from God. Nothing. Yeah. James 1, 5 through 7 says this. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord without faith in God you cannot receive anything from God if you do not 
know, not believe, if you do not know that this word is for you, that these promises are for you, and you don't know that God will be with you, and he will hear you, then you can receive nothing from him. You must have faith. Faith is like our anchor. Without it, your focus, your comfort, your peace of mind are all subject to your immediate surroundings and circumstances. Tossed around with every new thing that presents itself. But with faith, whether you're docked in a beautiful bay in Mexico Beach or you're being hit by the baddest hurricane in your life, your faith keeps you grounded and secure knowing that God has promised you and expected in. You know that He's going to be with you no matter what your circumstances are. He's going to be there. Faith will keep you secure, keep you focused on the things that are important in life. Faith is the substance, physical substance. It's the substance, not of things you already possess, but of the things you hope for. It is also the evidence, the proof, not of things that are seen, not of things that you can look upon with the naked eye, but of invisible things. Not just what you can look on, but pass the things of the natural into the supernatural. It is the evidence, the proof of these things. This is how you can prove God. You put your faith in the only God, the invisible God, and watch Him come through for you every single time without fail. Hebrews 11 and 3, that's where we're going to stay for a long time is Hebrews 11, okay? So that way you don't get lost. Hebrews 11 and 3 writes it this way. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You see, we know that in order to build something, to build a table, There has to be wood. There have to be nails or screws. There have to be a hammer or a drill, a saw. There have to be prerequisite materials that must be present in order for us to build. However, by faith in God, we understand that he did not need building material. Through faith in God, we understand that his word spoke the materials and the tools and the intricately finished product into existence out of absolutely nothing. And this verse is special out of all of these because all of this was written to Jews who had converted to Christianity and were struggling with their faith in Jesus. But this one is for you and me today. All of them can be applied to you and me today, but this one solidifies our faith in God. This one proves our faith in God because did you know that everything that you and I can touch, everything that we can see is built and made out of what we call atoms. Now atoms are the smallest physical property aside from what makes them up, which is, you know, new nucleus of proton, electron, Neutrons, you know, all those little bitty things. Aside from those, atoms are the smallest physical property in the world. And everything that you can see and touch and feel is made from atoms. Now, the funny thing about atoms is they're invisible. You cannot see them. 
Even if you have the strongest microscope on the face of the planet, they are invisible to light. You cannot see them. Y'all don't get it yet. You can't see them. And in 1908, just over 100 years ago, that is when the atom was proved to be true. That is when the atom was proved to be in existence that everything that you and I see was made out of things which are not seen. Everything that you and I can touch is made out of something that's invisible. The Word of God cannot lie. This book was written 2,000 years ago, and they didn't figure it out until 100 years ago. This book won't lie. It is the truth. Nothing in this book will contradict itself. If you trust this book and you put your faith in this book, then sooner or later, whether it takes 100 years or 200 years or 2,000 years, the world is going to prove you right. God cannot lie. Woo! Moving on. Our faith in God and our confidence in His ways, above our own ways, allow us to do things that we would have never been able to do aside from our faith. Without our faith, we could not have done them. Impossible. Hebrews 11 and 4 says it this way. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Because Abel didn't give in to an easier form of sacrifice, but instead he stayed true to the ways of God, he sacrificed unto God the way he was instructed by his father, even after his death, God spoke well of Abel. Because of his obedience and his faith in God, he was righteous. Your faith in God will keep you righteous whenever everything under the sun is coming up with new doctrines and new ways of sacrifice. And I, I, I'm not going to fast my food. I'm just going to fast Facebook. And then I'm going to eat a cheeseburger while I watch Netflix, but I'm fasting Facebook. If you hold on to the old ways of sacrifice. If you hold on to the old foundations, to the ways that the Bible says to sacrifice, if you will stay true to the ways that God has asked you to sacrifice of yourself, your faith will make you righteous. And long after you're gone, your words will have an effect on people that you had never even met. Your your words will affect somebody, and then because your words affected them, they will affect somebody. And your words, if you stay true to the Word of God, if you stay true to your faith in God in the old landmarks, and you don't walk away from the things of God, you stay true to them and have faith in them, Your word will make a difference. Your word. You have the power to speak things into existence. You have the power to speak into people's lives. Y'all don't know. God is ready to use you, but you have to hold on to the things of old. You have to hold on to the things that are written in this book. You follow me? Hebrews 11, 5 and 6 says this, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. It was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. (laughs) Read that carefully. The writer of Hebrews does not say that it is difficult to please God without faith. He says it is impossible 
to, to please God without faith. That is two things that are impossible for you that are vital to your walk with God that are impossible without faith. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the Word says. You've got to have faith in God. You have to have faith in His Word. You must have faith. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself because I'm going to tie this all up in the end, but I'm getting excited. You have to have faith in what this book says. You have to know that He is. You have to know that He is a rewarder. What does that mean? You, you, can't, you can't just know that God is real. And you can't just know that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You can't just quote that and think you're going to be all right. You have to know that he is your present help. He is your God. He is real to you. And he will reward you for seeking his face. You must live your life knowing that he is with you. Not just that it says that in the book, but that he is real right now. He is with you right now. He will reward every effort that you put forth in finding him. He will do it. He will. Not might, not maybe. He won't just, you know, give you a pat on the back. He will reward you. You have to know that, that this book is alive. That this word is true. That it will speak to you. I don't care if it was written 2,000 years ago. This word is alive. It is the word of the living God. And if you believe what it says, you know it to be true, then he will reward you. God will do it. Woo! Putting your faith in God and walking by faith gives you a boldness and a daily confidence like nothing else ever will. Nothing can make you feel as bad to the bone as knowing that those promises are yours. Nothing will give you that sense of, I don't care how big and ugly you look, you need to be saved. Nothing Nothing will give you that kind of boldness like understanding that this is our garment. This is what we clothe ourselves with, what we digest into ourselves. You pour that into you, wear it all over you. Get that on you and you will walk in authority through faith. Hebrews 11, 7 through 12. I'm about to read read some Bible verses. By faith... Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which have foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and of the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. You catch that? Noah 
was divinely warned of something that had never happened before. Rain. Yet because it was the Lord who issued the warning, not only did he believe the warning, but he acted on that belief. No matter how difficult or how much ridicule he received, he held on to his faith in the Word of God, and that faith saved his family. It was by grace, by the grace of God, that Noah was warned, and through Noah's faith, his salvation was made complete. Likewise... We are saved by the grace of God that is poured out on all flesh, but only through our faith can salvation work in our personal lives. Only through faith. Faith without works is dead. That is the word of God. We are saved by grace through your faith. Everything that we are, everything that God wants you to be, everything that is in your future, everything that God has touched in your life is by faith and faith alone. Abraham, by faith, trusted in the promise of God and packed up, leaving everyone and everything he knew behind him. He sojourned through the land, or he journeyed without making a dwelling place for himself. He just journeyed through the land. Not making a place for himself. Rather, he followed the voice of God. He was looking past the natural into the spiritual. Seeking a heavenly home, not an earthly one. You see, sojourners are obvious. They stick out like a sore thumb. The way they talk, dress, their mannerisms, their entertainment, their citizenship, and their friends all speak of their native home. When they stop reflecting their home and start reflecting the natives, they are no longer sojourners, they are residents. Abraham reflected his God and his heavenly home. Likewise, our life should not reflect this world that we live in. It should reflect our Father. It should reflect our eternal home. And when your life stops looking like God, you're wrong. God wants you to be like Him. God wants you to reflect His image. And if you stay in this book, that was kind of harsh. I said you're wrong, but you know... If you're not seeking his face, it's hard to be right. You know, God wants you to be like him. And the only way that we can be like him is through faith in his word. The only way that we can be like him and reflect his image is through faith in his word. How can, how can they find him if we don't look like him? How can they hear him if we don't sound like him? How can they be helped by Him if we don't help them? We are sojourners in a land that is not our home, and we're just passing through, and we have an eternal home that we're on our way to. But we got to get there. We have to have faith that that promise belongs to us. You feel me? God has got good plans for you and I. By faith in God, Sarah gained the strength to bear a son in her 90s. In her 90s. That's old, y'all. Because of his faith, 
this, this faith, millions and billions of descendants were born, and the bloodline for the Messiah to enter the world was established. Even when it seemed impossible, even when it seemed like it was actually not possible, <laughs> not, she laughed. I'm, I'm telling you the good things about the, the, these hall of faith warriors right here. The, the Bible doesn't tell us right here about all of their shortcomings, but she laughed. Her faith wasn't perfect. It wasn't untried. Whenever God told her, you're going to have a son, she laughed. She was like, you must mean something else. This must be a metaphor. I don't think that you see what I look like right now. But she trusted God. The Bible says that she judged him faithful who had promised. And instead of laughing at her promise, she learned to laugh with her promise. That's what the Bible says. If you, whenever God gives you a promise and tells you, you know what, James? I'm going to use you and I'm going to do things through you. You can't look at yourself and be like, you got to know that he's going to do it. You got to trust in that word. And that goes for everybody. I'm calling him out because I love him, but I love all y'all too, but you got to know. You got to know that no matter how impossible your promise sounds, no matter how difficult and how hard you think that promise is going to be to accomplish, if you just let God do it, if you just let him do it, if you'll just say, okay, God, I believe you. I trust you. I will do what you ask me to do. He will do it. He will do it. Whew. Hebrews eleven thirteen through 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And they were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. The promise of the Messiah was made to Abraham and Sarah. And they believed the promise, yet they died having never received it only seeing it in faith. They saw the promise afar off, and they were completely confident in it and embraced it. They confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in a foreign land. They always took the promise with the understanding that this world was not their home, that God had a better and more enduring home for them in heaven. Now, if these examples of faith endured through difficulty and discouragement without having received the promise of Jesus Christ in his fullness. How much more should we endure having received that promise? With Jesus, with the Holy Ghost, we have enough faith within us to walk by faith. Romans 12 and 3 says that every man has been dealt the measure of faith. You might not think that you can have faith in God. You might not think that you have faith, but you do. You just have to figure out where you're placing it. 
I'm going to move on. What exactly, what exactly does it mean to walk by faith? I mean, I can't just faith a Lamborghini into my driveway. I can't just faith my bills away. I can't faith a new suit into my closet. Faith is not some mythical power that you possess that allows you to dictate how your life goes. Faith does not mean that you have the ability to write your own future. And there's a, there's a very fine line that's hard for people to understand sometimes about faith. They think that I can just speak this random thing into my life, and because Jesus said, ask anything in my name, then I'll give it to you. It has to happen. But faith is not a power that you possess in and of yourself to write your own story. That's not what that is. Trust me, if, if that was the case, then some of these people right here would have written their lives a little bit differently. Maybe they would have written their lives with a little bit less hurt, a little less pain, a little bit, a few less mistakes, maybe. You know, they, they might have written their life with a little less worry and discouragement, but they all knew that they did not want the responsibility of trying to write their own future when God knows exactly what you need to make it to heaven. He knows what battles you need to face. He knows what hardships you need to go through. He knows 